Welcome to the Urban Guru Cafe. The Chinese third patriarch of Chan, or Zen, Chianzi Senken, Chien Jai Seng San. One of the most profound non-duality texts of any time was reportedly written by this man. The text is called the He Sing Ming. This is part two. If you wish to move in the one way, do not dislike even the world of senses and ideas. Indeed, to accept them fully is identical with true enlightenment. The wise man strives to know goals, but the foolish man fetters himself. There is one Dharma not many. Distinctions arise from the clinging needs of the ignorant. To seek mind with the discriminating mind is the greatest of all mistakes. Rest and unrest derive from illusion. With enlightenment there is no liking and disliking. All dualities come from ignorant inference. They are like dreams or flowers in air, foolish to try to grasp them. Gain and loss, right and wrong, such thoughts must finally be abolished at once. If the eye never sleeps, all dreams will naturally cease. If the mind makes no discriminations, the ten thousand things are as they are, of single essence. To understand the mystery of this one essence is to be released from all entanglements. When all things are seen equally, the timeless self-essence is reached. No comparisons or analogies are possible in this causeless, relationless state.
consider movement stationary and the stationary in motion. Both movement and rest disappear. When such dualities cease to exist, oneness itself cannot exist. To this ultimate finality, no law or description applies. For the unified mind in accord with the way, all self-centered striving ceases. Doubts and irresolutions vanish. And life in true faith is possible. With a single stroke we are freed from bondage. Nothing clings to us and we hold to nothing. All is empty, clear, self-illuminating with no exertion of the mind's power. Here thought feeling, knowledge, and imagination are of no value. In this world of suchness, there is neither self nor other than self. To come directly into harmony with this reality just simply say when doubts arise, not to. In this not to, nothing is separate. Nothing is excluded. No matter when or where, enlightenment means entering this truth. And this truth is beyond extension or diminution in time or space. In it, a single thought is ten thousand years. Emptiness here, emptiness there, but the infinite universe stands always before your eyes. Infinitely large and infinitely small. No difference, for definitions have vanished and no boundaries are seen. So too with being and non-being. Don't waste time in doubts and arguments that have nothing to do with this. One thing, all things, move among and intermingle without distinction. To live in this realization is to be without anxiety about non-perfection. To live in this faith is the road to non-duality. 
because the non-dual is one with the trusting mind. Words. The way is beyond language, for in it there is no yesterday, no tomorrow, no today. Let's now revisit some of the text with Bob Evanson. When the deep meaning of things is not understood, the mind's essential peace is disturbed to no avail. What is the deep meaning of things? What's it all about? Isn't it non-duality? And if we're not recognizing that non-duality, then isn't the mind disturbed? And in that disturbing of it, and the chatter that goes on, does it avail anything really? Has anybody got the answer from the mind? The way is perfect, like vast space, where nothing is lacking and nothing is in excess. So it's not lacking anything and there's not too much of anything in that perfection, in that vast space. What can you do with space? Can you add anything to it? Is there too much space around? Indeed, it is due to our choosing to accept or reject that we do not see the true nature of things. Another opposite is pointing out acceptance and rejection. There's no latching on to either. Then you must 
see the true nature. You must be with the true nature. You are the true nature. Live neither in the entanglements of outer things, nor in inner feelings of emptiness. Again, not a matter of getting into conflict with the outer things or trying to grasp emptiness. Again, they are the opposites of display. No way to live in either of them. Be serene in the oneness of things and such erroneous views will disappear by themselves that's very important too in recognizing the oneness of things nothing that needs to happen to about the erroneous beliefs we've held you're not moving away from that recognition that everything is that where are these erroneous views going to light? What are they going to cling to? When you try to stop activity to achieve passivity, your very effort fills you with activity. As long as you remain in one extreme or the other, you will never know oneness. You see that very trying is an effort. And an effort is an activity, a movement of energy. So it's a very trying, if you're trying to be peaceful or quiet, it's very trying for that. It's not a going to allow it to happen. As long as you remain in one extreme or the other, you will never know one. Now that's why we say here that the answer is not in the mind, it's never been in the mind. Because the mind is always dividing into these opposites. Good, bad, pleasant, faithful, happy, sad. What are you doing? You're moving into one extreme or the other. Or the other. And where's one the second? Those who do not live in the single way fail in both activity and passivity. Assertion and denial. What do you do? The one extreme or the other? You're not in the single way. Assertion and denial. There again, the fear of the opposite. You're either asserting something or denying something else. To deny the reality of things is to miss their reality. Because why does it, you miss the reality of denial? Because you've moved into one extreme. To assert the emptiness of things, you miss the reality. Again, you move to the other extreme. The more you talk and think about it, the further astray you wander from the truth. Again, you'll never find the answer in the mind. So thinking about it, trying to work it out, talking about it. Suddenly seemingly moving away from that reality. Stop talking and thinking. In other words, full stop. And there is nothing you will not be able to know. 
And it doesn't mean to say you're going to know what's going on in the world or anything. It's just, you are knowing that nothing, that no thing. You are that. But you're neither one or the other on the opposite. To return to the root is to find the meaning. But to pursue appearances is to miss the source. So whatever we're chasing after some concept of appearance, we're seemingly away from the singularity of it all. At the moment of inner enlightenment, there is going beyond appearance and emptiness. That's what you've been looking for, isn't it? <laughs> Didn't I tell you? What happens when you full stop? And you're not labeling the appearances or the emptiness or anything at all. There's a natural awareness of livingness there. But that's the moment. The changes that appear to occur in the empty world we call real only because of our ignorance. We're ignoring the nature, the true nature of things and focusing into the appearances. We call those appearances real, which they are in expression of that, but not in their essence. Do not search for the truth. We tell you here all the time, it's the search itself is the problem, stop seeking. Only cease to cherish opinions. He's going back to what he said earlier. I'll know opinions for or against him. You've got an opinion, you're cherishing it. Do not remain in the dualistic state. Who can you? Is there really any such thing as dualism? If we're told all the way through that it's non-dual, it's one without a second. What must the dualistic state be? Must it be as he's telling, telling you all the time to avoid appearances? It's an appearance. It only appears to divide. It never ever did, never will. If there is even a trace of this and that, of right and wrong, the mind essence will be lost in confusion. But is it ever lost? The mind essence. Or is that confusion only again another appearance? Seemingly so because we are involved in the appearance, in the opposites. Taking them to have some reality instead of seeing them just as they are. Although all dualities come from the one, do not be attached even to this one. So the whole of the appearance, the dualism, is still that one. And we don't need to say, well, this is dualism, I'm the one, and attach yourself to the one to the exclusion of the dualism. Realize it comes from the one, it must be the one also. And then there is no splitting or separation from it. It's just as it is. And is it a problem? When the mind exists, undisturbed in the way, 
nothing in the world can offend. And when a thing can no longer offend, it ceases to exist in the old way. When there's no reference point to fixate on or attach to, what can disturb it? If you understand it, it's all conceptual that everybody has a concept about you, you have a concept about them. Who can offend you? And it ceases to exist in the old way. When no discriminating thoughts arise, the old mind ceases to exist. That's the belief in the idea of a separate entity. It's the old the way the mind functioned previously in that erroneous belief. Now there's no stance taken, how can that be so? When thought objects vanish, the thinking subject vanishes. And is there an object really? Without thinking about it? seeing things in these rooms. But if you haven't attached a subject to it, what is it? It's only the seeing. Only you think seeing. And it's there are seemingly appearances. But those appearances are not separate from the seeing. They're not outside the seeing. No subject. No subject, there can be no object. Just the seeing. Things are objects because of the subject, mind. The mind, subject, is such because of things, object. Understand the relativity of these two and the basic reality, the unity of emptiness. Relativity is always to the belief in a separate entity. Well, their problems are problems of relationship relative to. Mm. 
the basic reality, the unity of emptiness. In this emptiness, the two are indistinguishable. And they say nothing is seen, yet it is seen. Full stop. You're seeing no thing, yet it is seen. Seeming appearance, but they're not related to anything. What can you say about it? What word have you got? So we say if you walk down the street without labelling anything, you're seeing everything, you realise it. What labels are you putting on? What names? And what is it then? Just pure seeing, isn't it? No, it's not a blank, not a vacuum, you're a void. In this emptiness, the two are indistinguishable, and each contains in itself the whole world. If you do not discriminate between coarse and fine, you will not be tempted to prejudice and opinion. To live in the great way is neither easy nor difficult. But those with limited views are fearful and irresolute. The faster they hurry, the slower they go. And clinging, attachment, cannot be limited. Even to be attached to the idea of enlightenment is to go astray. Just let things be in their own way and there will be neither coming nor going. You have been listening to The Urban Guru Cafe. The Urban Guru Cafe is produced in Australia.